Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. That's right. Off the Groove. Man, it's been a long time. Been a year. What's been going on in that year? A whole lot. So uh, we'll get into that another time. I really wanted to come on here uh, and talk about Daytona a little bit. Talk about Sonoya. And then maybe a little preview of what's going to happen this weekend at the Arizona Super TT. So let's jump in with both feet. Daytona recap. Man, beautiful weather. Five races down there for Steve Nace Racing. Two of them were AMA All-Star National Flat Track Races. And the other three were Vintage and Amateur Nationals. Those were pretty cool. Got to go to a new racetrack at Bubba Raceway Park over in Ocala. And that was a lot of fun. The weather was beautiful down there in Florida. Had a great time. Uh, everything was great until the last night there, which was supposed to be Friday night. We rained out after uh, practice and qualifying was all done, so we had to come back Saturday. Also, the extra day let me work alongside Roger Lee Hayden for the first time ever, and that was pretty cool. Um, never worked with Roger before. Of course, I know him know him from a long long ways back but uh he came over from the daytona 200 Kristen beat was actually sitting in the booth with me and uh when the producer came on the ears and in my ears and says hey keep talking we're sliding Kristen out sliding roger in i was like okay so that's what we did and, and uh, i just kept talking and Kristen stepped out and roger slid in i didn't even have a chance to say hi or shake his hand or anything and then we're live on fanschoice.tv and I thought Roger did a fantastic job, and he said that he didn't know a lot of the guys, but you know, I told him, I got that part. You just take care of uh, why they're doing what they're doing out there on the racetrack. So uh, he did a fantastic job. Of course, that was the second night, which ended up being run on Saturday night. My hat's off to Dallas Daniels, who, uh, man, he was flying both nights, and he actually earned it on that second night. Had to make a few passes, got by Vandekoy, and then um, and just held held down the fort he did an excellent job running up front both nights and now dallas has won in his rookie season which was last year and he also has won in his second season which was of course the daytona short track both nights the last rider to win in their rookie season and then back it up with a win in their second season was jake johnson way back in 2002 and 2003 so that's a long time ago you know 20 years ago since that's happened um, and while we're talking about that, Jake Johnson also went on to win at least one race in his first 10 seasons, which that is a record. And I'd like to thank Bert Sumner for that awesome stat. That's pretty impressive. If you, if you look back and, and to win at least one race in 10 seasons straight and to do that in your first 10 seasons is pretty incredible. So, uh, congratulations to Jake Johnson on that. But, uh, I don't even know if he realizes that he has that record. Last weekend, we go to a big short track. It was the Sonoya short track, which is just south of Atlanta. If you've never been there, you need to check that one out. I believe it's a 3 8 mile around the outside, maybe a quarter mile around the inside. And they were running to the high line, to the low line. They weren't running all the way up by the air fence, but they're running you know, quite a ways up. And then it looked like Dallas Daniels found a line going in high into turn three and then squaring off the corner, coming off low. And he had an epic battle with the jammer, Jared Meese, um, which was fun to watch. Um, Meese is so smart. He knows what he's doing out there. And Dallas, you know, a little bit younger, maybe half his age. <laughs> but uh, 
put on one heck of a battle. I can't wait to watch that one on FS1 when it airs here pretty soon. Um, and Dallas showed his cards a little too early, and he admitted it in the post-race interview. Uh, some stats on the night. Jared Meese won his 64th national. Think about that for a second. 64 AFT national main events. That's Obviously, that's third all-time behind Carr and Parker. Parker in the lead with 94 Car second with 78. Now here comes Meese with 64. And something else that he did was it's a new record of winning at 33 different tracks. You know, that's those are incredible stats. And um, I'm a stat guy. You guys know that if you listen to the podcast for very long. I'm a stats guy, numbers guy. I love all that stuff. And I dug a little bit deeper into my notebook. And uh, Craig Rogers, who's actually the owner of Jared Meese's bike, he, uh, he now has 69 wins. Um, some of those were before Jared Meese and were with uh, the late great 21, Will Davis. And then Kenny Tolbert, who's the crew chief for Jared, he now has a total of 125 wins. And a lot of those were with Chris Carr. And some of those are with Jared Meese. And I believe he's credited with one um, with Willie McCoy, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to dig into that a little bit deeper. Uh, the most impressive I was last weekend at Sonoya Short Track was Brandon Robinson, who crashed really hard in turn number two. I talked to B-Rob after the race, and he said that uh, Davis Fisher actually fell in front of him, and Robinson had a choice to either run into him or take the high road and uh, you know try to miss him and actually sent him towards the wall and and when he he hit part of davis's bike i believe and it it gave him a head shake and shook the handlebar so hard he lost control of the handlebar with one hand and then he looked up and here comes the wall so he threw it in the ground on himself but um he ended up underneath his motorcycle which is never fun and a couple of the other riders stopped over there to help him out and uh, so what I was impressed with is he's getting a little bit older, uh, gone through some injuries in the last couple seasons, but he got up and rebounded and then uh, got all the way up to third place and on the last lap got passed back by J.D. Beach, so he ended up fourth. But still, that's an impressive ride, impressive weekend uh, uh, of racing for the Revolver brand Robinson on the 44. So it was uh, Meese taking the win, Dallas Daniels second, J.D. Beach was third, and B-Rob was fourth right there. So uh, that was the Super Twins class. And then uh, the singles class was was always uh, the best competition, I think, of, of the season, um, except for, you know, Meese and Daniels with their epic battle, maybe topped it a little bit this year because, or this weekend, because Max Whale was just on fire. He did everything but have the fastest heat race win, um, but he was fast all night. Now he has, uh, Max Whale has eight AFT singles wins, which is moving him up the list of all-time wins in that singles class. And he's also completed the Flat Track Grand Slam. So if you guys are new Flat Track fans, what's the Grand Slam? Well, that's winning on a short track, which Max Whale just did, a half mile a TT and a mile, at least one race. And he's done it in that singles class. So uh, congratulations to Max Whale. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, what's going on this weekend. The Arizona Super TT. Um, it's a day race this time. I saw that um, run a little bit earlier in the afternoon. I don't know if that's good or bad. Hopefully the weather's not too hot. I don't think it's too hot out there 
this time, I believe last time we were out there was a little bit later, like April 27th, the last time we were there back in 2019. Um, so it's going to be a little bit earlier in the evening um, before the sunsets probably will finish. Right now, there are 16 Super Twins signed up and 37 AFT Singles Riders signed up. Uh, if you don't remember what happened last time we were there, JD took the win with a late pass on Briar Bauman to win the race. And Briar was second, Jared Meese was third, Jeffrey Carver was fourth, and Jake Johnson was fifth. So th some of those contenders won't be in the top five for sure because Carver's not with us. And Jake Johnson actually is not racing with us. He, he'll be there as a rider coach. So who's going to win? Um, I think JD had, definitely has to be the favorite going in. But don't count out Dallas Daniels. Breyer's looking to get his KTM up front. This could be a track where uh, he can let that big horsepower, uh, that KTM, maybe he can let that shine just a little bit. Uh, I think, you know, I think Meese will be up front too. Meese knows he needs to keep these guys right there in front of him close if he's going to try to win this championship. And with four TTs on the circuit this year, uh, Meese, you know, just needs to, to finish ahead of Dallas Daniels and JD Beach as many times as possible. If he can't finish in front of them, you know, maybe just finish one spot behind them and not, not finish, you know, out of the top five like he did at Daytona. He got two, two fourth place finishes. So that kind of screws him up just a little bit. Um, also, another wild card possibly in that Super Twins class is Andy Debrino. Uh, he just got his uh, AMA Pro license to go up to that Super Twins class, and he'll be running the number 46 KTM. They're still working on that bike. I've been watching him on social media. Andy Debrino rides a lot of moto, rides some road racing stuff, and, of course, he loves flat track. And uh, I asked him why he's going to run number 46. He said, well, two reasons. He says, I'm a Valentino Rossi fan for sure. And that uh, motocross rider uh, Jordan Hill is from Oregon, and he runs that number 46 in motocross. So a couple of reasons. And we know Debrino's always number 62, but that number is already taken from Dan Bromley. So Debrino will be running a 46. We'll see how he does in this field. You know, with 16 riders, he's guaranteed to make the main event. So I think it's a good move to move up into that Super Twins class. He's got a fast motorcycle, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about the AFT singles class going into Arizona. Um, Jesse Janish took the win last time we were there, and of course he's not racing in either class this season. Dalton Gauthier was second. Ryan Wells was third. Uh, Mikey Rush was fourth. Dan Bromley was fifth. And uh, sixth was Chad Coase. And uh, Cole Fredrickson was seventh. So uh, let's eliminate a couple of those riders. Janish won't be there. Wells is in the Twins class. Mikey Rush is injured. Bromley's not coming. So that's going to open up the door for maybe some new winners. Um, Gauthier's finished on the podium all three rounds this season. I think he's going to get a fourth in a row. Um it could be on top of the box, too. It could be uh, a, a good race for Dalton Gautier. Let's talk about Chad Coase. He's a supermoto rider. I think the first time I remember hearing about him, he came to the Lazy E Arena for the Buku Flat Track, Buku Short Track, and TT. It was one night of Short Track, one night of TT. And Chad Coase came here and uh, did very well, and then left here, drove overnight to go to St. Louis to race a national supermoto. So um, this track will tend to be like a supermoto track i think last time we were there it was really hard packed almost pavement um it's it's an off-road truck course so it should be uh big you know hills more than jumps and i think that's good for chad coast i think i'm not saying that the jumps aren't good for chad coast but i think he's going to be a strong runner and he's got the, those first impressions husk varnas are looking good so far 
uh, especially with James Ott last weekend doing doing a good job at the Sonoya Short Track. Um, and then one more, you know, I mentioned Cole Fredrickson just a little bit ago. He's from the Pacific Northwest. He got seventh the last time we're here, and we haven't seen him a lot on the circuit, but it'll be good to see where he stacks up, you know, coming into the Arizona Super TT. Um, it's going to be, you know, this is our uh, third race in a row. Well, we had one weekend off after Daytona, but two weeks in a row here, you know, going from Sonoya, going all the way out west for the uh, Arizona Super TT. And then we'll get a few more weeks off until we go down to the Devil's Bowl, which is in Mesquite, Texas, and that'll be on um, April the 22nd. I'm really looking forward to that one. I like that racetrack so much better than than going to the Texas Motor Speedway. I think the, the Texas Motor Speedway facility is a lot nicer, you know, but the racetrack is so much better at the Devil's Bowl. It's got really good dirt, and they have really done a lot of upgrades to make that track a lot better as well. So I'll be excited to go back to uh, that race, and and part of the reason is too is my family gets to go because uh, a lot of my dad's side of the family lives down there in Texas, so it's a short drive for them to make it on over to the Devil's Bowl. And usually my dad and and uh, my daughter uh, come down from Oklahoma City, so it's it's only about three hours away. So it's kind of like a home race, I guess, three hours. <laughs> I mean, I don't get to sleep in my own bed, but it's still close enough where I can drive down and enjoy that weekend. So that's coming up on April the 22nd. And uh, trying to bring this podcast back. I know a lot of people have been asking for it, and I want to thank each and every one of you. Um, it seems like every racetrack I go to, whether it's a, a World Championship ice race, whether it's a Steve Nace race, whether it's an American flat track race, uh, somebody at least somebody most of the time there's more than one two or three you know it just depends on where we're at but everybody asks when the podcast coming back and it's uh it's been a hard decision for me to do i uh you know chris carter and i started this project together and he wanted to do it just to prove that he could do it to himself more than anything and then he just really wanted to help me out so again thanks to carter for getting this started without him being here, I get to do all the legwork, uh, the hard stuff, the editing, the publishing, all the fun stuff. I think the easy stuff for me is talking and, and maybe it's the other way around for him. Maybe, maybe Carter thought the easy stuff was, was publishing it and editing it, but it's, it's all time consuming. Um, but it's worth it whenever, uh, you, the fans come up to me and, and, and say thanks for the podcast or you know thanks for giving us something to listen to it's it's rewarding in that way you know carter and i did it as a passion project we we love the sport and we just wanted to bring more information and and let you guys know more about you know different riders different promoters um you know bring you guys breaking news if we had anything like that and and just get a a place where people could go to learn stuff about our sport. You know, I mean, there's not a lot out there. I mean, there are some other options uh, now. With, you know, Corey Texter still has his podcast going. And, um, you know, of course, social media is good at some things. But, you know, I want to be better at that. I want to bring you guys what's going on, give you my insight, uh, my opinion. Sometimes not always right. You know, I've been around this sport for 50 years and – that's a long time and I've seen a lot and I just want to help you guys learn about our sport and we'll see what happens. I, uh, I, I'm not promising it's going to be out every week. I just want to make sure that it's, it's worthy of what it used to be. 
Uh, so it's all on my hands now. So I'll see how that goes. It is a lot of work, but um, I'll do my best. And I just want to say thanks again to everybody who's asked for it. So many people have kind of pushed me along, begged me to bring the podcast back. So uh, this is for you guys and girls. And uh, we'll see what happens. I uh, already have next week's guest planned out. Um, there was kind of a, a, a rain out at a world championship ice race. And if you haven't heard about that, um, we're going to dive into it next week and get and talk more about it. But the last world championship ice race was actually last weekend while I was down in Sonoya. And Ken Reamer, uh, the Hollywood stuntman, is going to come on next week. And we'll discuss it. You know, how hard was the decision? You know, what what were the factors? Why was there a rain out at an indoor ice race? And uh, that's a little teaser right there. So once again, yeah, thanks to everybody who's listens to the podcast, who has listened to the podcast. Share it. Push that like button. Send it to your friends. Um, I'll do my best to get this podcast out on a regular basis. I love all the fans, and this is for you guys. <music>